You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome listeners, welcome JV Pickers. Josue here, back with working together to bring you a playlist worth getting lost to by our collective brain trust. This week's theme is B-Sides. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs, Geekily presents Jukebox Vertigo. So let's find out who is around the table, besides me. We have a new guest, and a very welcoming guest. Uh, I'm supposed to call him Lil D, because his name is also Daniel. Yeah, hello everybody, this is uh, Little D. <laughs> now, I was just informed that you got this name because you uh, it was as a punishment for a fantasy football. If you care to share that story, uh, that'd be a great eight. Or if you just want to sh- uh, sh- uh, share all your plugins or, or where you want, where we can find you, uh, what is it that you do? Yeah, so, you know, first of all, thank you for uh, letting me guest here on this podcast. Oh, uh, hell yeah. For those... Uh, other Geek Elite uh, listeners, uh, you all probably remember me from the uh, Fantastical Football Podcast, where, as we uh, knew from last season, I did end up losing a bet one week against, you know, <laughs> Big D, uh, Daniel Barroso. And uh, unfortunately, because I lost my match that week, we, we had bet on, you know, to avoid confusion during the podcast, we got to differentiate us somehow, right? So... You know, the loser was going to become Little D and the winner Big D. And I think my loss is like a champ. Um, and, you know, my team went limp. And so, therefore, my name did too. So. <laughs> um, I just have to know for my own personal, like, headcanon, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm about uh, 5'11". Oh, okay. okay so, this, this is great. This is, almost, this is hilarious. I can't wait to meet both of you together and just refer to each other in Little D and Big D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Big D, I'm not going to call you that, but Daniel is here again and back. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Thank you for having me again. I love this yes. uh, every two-week thing. It's awesome. Oh, no, it is a good break, and I feel like I'm so unprepared. Every time we come back, it's just like, like why, did I, why, why do I wait till the last second to start working on my picks? Sometimes they're already there. Sometimes at the last second, I just second-guess everything. Uh, but full, full roundhouse table, we have ourselves, as always, Keith. Yep. Uh, so, in a little bit, we're going to talk about what we listened to this week. Yes. I'm going to give a quick teaser right now. Something happened that I've been waiting two years for, almost? Ooh. Something was finally released that I've been waiting two years for, and I can't two. wait to talk about it. Actually, I, I just came upon something today. I don't know when it was released this year, but it was just like a long time fucking coming for this to, for this to be released. So, yep. let's just get into like uh, everything that we listen to, some recommendations. So, I think like the day after we recorded last episode, something really fucking dope came out. I, I saw a live stream of uh Marissa, the singer, guitarist to beloved band Mannequin Pussy, and she did an acoustic set to a bunch of her songs, which is really cool cuz I've never heard any of Mannequin Pussy's songs be acoustic. So, quick rundown of the songs. They were really, really good. Like, this, the quality of this from the stream could have been better. 
But still, to just hear these just like stand out just by yourselves is actually really lovely. And they go by Control, Who You Are, Romantic, High Horse, Drunk 2, into a new song from the, from the EP uh, called Darling, and then Emotional High and Pledge. Uh, they're really fun. Emotional High is just such a such a really fun one. And then to just hear it just by yourself on, on an acoustic was just a little a different. The thing is, though, she... I feel like she maybe she needs to practice uh, playing them in a different set, how they sound acoustic. Because other than that, I feel like she, like we have like a very similar mentality where I would just do it the same way, try to do a similar rendition of the song as is into just the acoustic guitar, where it would probably sound better with like the band as it is recorded. Because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot, a lot of times when people were just like, or she was taking recommendation or request, um, a lot of songs that I thought she would do, like. Um, Fear and Desire and The Closer in Love Again, she kept saying that those those actually would be really hard to incorporate just this way because the way everybody else just put, puts in their pieces to the songs, um, it just wouldn't fit to just make, be playing by yourself. But, but they're just like more of the casual songs and like the faster punk ones. Um, but yeah, it was just really cool just to listen to it uh, that way because I just, I miss, I miss having shows so fucking much. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, other than that, other than stuff I listen to, I still have on repeat uh, Twenty One Savage Spiral uh, to the song to the Spiral movie, the Jigsaw movie, or the Saw movie. <laughs> it's just it's so funny to listen to, to listen to the song with Twenty One Savage, just like being really in your face, like as he is. Like the song is great, but because it is a themed song to a movie, I can't help but picture. Tobin Bell in his hoodie from Saw 2 doing the raps instead of 21 Savage. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a sight. <laughs> so listen to it with that with that picture in your mind. It makes for such a fun song, and I really gotta watch this movie already. Uh, other than that, the stuff on repeat is Snow the Products, Bizzerp, Sessions 30, uh, Volume 39. There's no name to the song, but it's such a fucking dope rap. Like, week and a half later and this song is at 42 million views like i don't know who the fuck this producer is but it's just like other all the songs of hers like kind of wait probably like the up to the month to kind of work up maybe over two million songs depending on with the feature or not so to just get these numbers off the bat and just having back-to-back reaction videos throughout the floodgates that is youtube it's just awesome like fucking like her name just needs to be already above and beyond to be out there uh, the Doja Cat Kiss Me More single is just also with SZA. It's just still really fun and, and good. Also, the Japanese Breakfast Be Sweet. Very, very catchy. If you watch the music video, Marissa plays uh, the scoldy to her molder in the in the music video. Mar- yes, Marissa from Mannequin Pussy. Now, for the good long stuff, uh, the albums. Manchester Orchestra, their album, The Million Mask of God, was good. Um, it was very, very enjoyable. I mean, it's just like casual listening to listening. Like, it's just Manchester Orchestra. It's just like the sixth album of Manchester Orchestra. Um, yeah, like it's some, not only like it's just if you've heard it once, you've heard it before, but it, it is like that genre. Like if you, if you missed it, get ready for a whole new set. Um, but if I'm going to pass my time, it's still going to be Mare with Hark Here for the Sky because it's such a great fucking album. <laughs> anyway, as well as also re listening to Citizen. Uh, Life in Your Glass World, such a fucking fun record. I swear to God, like in the best way, it takes you back to the best music of 2013. It's just really fucking good. As well as Pink Shift uh, Saccharin EP. Now, for the big one, the shit I've had nonstop for the last two weeks, besides Mayor from Harakir for the Sky, is Gojira 40 fucking dude. 
what a great album. Really fucking fun. The shit I was saying about the chant, I'm like, oh, it wasn't a really good single like for the last single before because it felt like an interlude or like a setup to the next song. It turns out it is a song that gets set up for it. So the the title track called Fortitude sets up the chant. So it, even though I already said the chant was kind of slower, the Fortitude is actually that much slower, but it does a really good set, uh, job of setting it up with like, <laughs> doing a little chant as as it kind of like does it does certain like ahs and oohs as it does it but with like a really clean guitar um but then like the whole thing just uh just fucking rips the trials the second to last song is just really fucking good um amazonia is just still such a fucking fun song like when that shit came out it was like the second single the way they just incorporate the sitar a sitar into with like the heavy distortion it just makes it for like an, a little like headbanger because you're just like bobbing with like the wow 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 wow. It's really fucking cool. So yeah, give, give Gojira a shot. Um, it's it's really fucking cool. So that's all stuff I'm recommending. Lil D, I skipped over you kind of quickly, but I kind of want to save this piece with you for the spot. Besides what you've been listening to, what music do you like? You know, I listen to. Uh all kinds of different things. Um, I, I'll admit, I'm one of those old school people who actually still has their, you know, MP3 uh, collection in their computer that, you know, I just add to it every now and then with something new that catches my ear. But I, I, I like a lot of uh, Depeche Mode, a lot of 80s alternative. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up in the 90s, though, so there's a lot of 90s music that I listened to for the most part, Fuck yeah. um, which my iPod app, not obviously not, I don't have an iPod anymore, but my iPod app on my phone is full of, you know, the, the music that I collected from back then. Uh, so yeah, I, I like a lot of, you know, Smith, things like that. Um, like, you know, electronic 80s music is, is my jam, basically. That's, that's really what I like, like to listen to most of the time. That's, that's really dope. Um, so what have you had on a rotation lately then? Well, lately, actually, I've been trying not to listen <laughs> to my music <laughs> that's on my phone. I actually like to, you know, like hear more of the new stuff that's out. So lately, I, I've been on a Dua Lipa kick. I, I really yes. listen to some of her stuff. Uh, the Weeknd also, some of his music I've been kind of re-listening to. And, and that's, you know, more like the dance type music is, is what I've been kind of trying to listen to lately i guess i've been in that mood right now uh and like i said it's more to stay away from the music i always listen to that's on my phone uh just to kind of get more stuff um because there's there's so much good stuff out there as you know Jose so poetically uh, (laughs) tells us every week and and i really need to expand my musical horizons hey i try to like once again mayor from higher care for the sky album of the year it's still such a great fucking record Um, well, nice. Fuck yeah. Um, uh, Daniel. Yes. What have you been listening to since the last episode? Since last episode, I have been listening to, and these are all just on shuffle, these artists, uh, Slipknot, um, Poppy, uh, Black Tiger Sex Machine, uh, Lincoln Park, Dylan Francis, just to remind that I, I'm human and have emotions, John Mayer, uh, some Sublime, yeah. Beatles, and Laidback Luke, and again, more Foster the People. Nice. I gotta, I gotta learn how to make my list like you a little short. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to share like why some shit is just like so cool. But no, like Dylan Francis makes me laugh. There's like, there's one song in particular. I don't know what the name of the song is, but the music video is, uh, 
when he shows up to like the kid's birthday party and he starts hitting on like the mom. But like the song is really fucking good though. I oh, don't know what it is. I'll coming over. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's actually it's, one of the songs I listened to today. <laughs> yeah, it's great fucking like when it, like the the drop and then like the, like the the singer just like just hits it really good. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta listen to that shit after this. So and Keith, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so um, uh, do I, okay. First of all, uh, this isn't the thing I've been waiting on the most, but I did want to talk about it. Uh, there's a new Pink Floyd album oh. out that's a live album. Yes. And it is a recording of their concert from Nebworth, K-N-E-B, Worth, from 1990. Uh, Nebworth is a legendary music park in England and always has incredible concerts. They haven't had one, uh, one of the festivals since 2014. But just to give you an idea of how awesome this place is, the last one had... Metallica, Iron Maiden, Prodigy, Dream Theater, Slayer, Alice in Chains, Deftones, Lip Biscuit, etc. All at the same concert. Okay, so, that's, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. So in 1990, there was a concert there that featured uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Tears for Fears, Eric Clapton, Dire Straits, Elton John, Paul McCartney, etc., etc. And pretty much the entire concert has been recorded and released on different versions, but the Pink Floyd set has never been released basically since CDs have really taken over and it just got released this last week. So I sat and listened to it. There's nothing like a live Pink Floyd album. Like if you like a, a, like a psychedelic classic rock band like them, it doesn't sound like the record. You know what I mean? They do something completely different all the time. And it just put me in such a good mood listening to it. So I had to give that shout out to that. Um, And as far as what else might have been recently, what I listened to recently, uh, I got back into Yellow Card of all bands. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, nice. So I fucking love Yellow Card, and I bring this up every other week, or every other episode, because that's how often one of my favorite podcasts comes out, which is called Song vs. Song. And I want to go ahead and pose this one to you guys, because this is the last episode. Which song is better, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card, or Move Along by All American Rejects? Oh, Ocean Ave, dude. Ocean Avenue. Yeah. I agree, but I, I they did have a really good point that the uh, the drums for the beginning of all, of Move Along is just amazing. Like, one yeah, of the best, like, but then you get intros. over it because at the end of Ocean Avenue, you get an electric violin and then nothing beats that. <laughs> I, I fucking love the yellow card. They will be on this <laughs> on this playlist one day for me. I completely nice. forgot they existed, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I listened to them. I listened to... Um, the Ocean Avenue like album, but then also probably about six or seven years ago, they released. Uh, they went on a tour for this too. Ocean Avenue as an acoustic album. They did a complete re-record of it all acoustic, uh-huh. and it's still got the violin and stuff in it, so you can hear it a lot better. And I think Dope. his vocals got a lot better in this one too. So mm-hmm. check that out if you get a chance. But the big thing I've been waiting on, Hellsway, do you know what it is? Uh, you guess? Gojira Fortitude. No. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in 2019, one of my favorite bands announced a new album coming out. After they announced it coming out, they released three more albums without releasing this one. Because <laughs> they're assholes. But I love them to death. And that is Weezer. Oh, nice. <laughs> Weezer has released the Teal album, the Black album, and OK Human. All since announcing Van Weezer. <laughs> Van Weezer is the opposite of OK Human. 
Whereas OK Human was no electric guitars, basically only a symphony, and it was cool as hell. This is Weezer embracing the fact that there are 90s rock band inspired by 80s rock bands. Mm-hmm. Literally called Van Weezer because of Van Halen. Right. And Josue, I need you to listen to this album. Okay. It doesn't sound like any Weezer album I've ever heard. Really? But, but it's still definably Weezer, which they're, they're really the best at doing that. Like, you can tell it's Weezer. The very first song, The End of the Game, opens immediately with a Van Halen guitar solo. And okay. Like, oh, we're in for a ride. So I, just, I was going to avoid this one and just be like, oh, it's gonna, I'm just going to sit on it and just wait on it for a while. But all right, cool. I know, it's don't, only don't 30 get minutes. For the content of the show. Right up my alley, man. That's not bad. It's so good, dude. Like, and it, yeah, it's only 30 minutes long and it flows really nice. Like, I really enjoy it. There are some typical Weezer lyrics sometimes. You know, Weezer's lyrics can get a little cheesy sometimes. Especially for how old they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I love it, dude. Like, so, yeah. Um, I love Weezer. I told this story on the show way back in the day that I got to see them live at the Innings Festival. Mm. And it was probably the best performance I've ever seen. Like, it was either them or the Killers. Those are two bands I saw nice. that really impressed me the most. So, yeah. So check it out. Van Weezer. It's really great. If you like an 80s metal, like, like you know, Van Halen, not metal metal, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just great. I love it. So when you um, uh, oh, go for it. I was going to say, that's pretty much what I've been listening to, except oh, uh, on the list. When you uh, brought up Yellow Card, I was going to say, like, that's literally one of the reasons why I went to my only warp Tour with Daniel back in 2013, because <laughs> that list, that set list was just, uh, or that bill was just, like, so nostalgic of, like, <laughs> like middle school stuff, and Yellow Card being one of them. It's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's just fucking do this. And I'll be honest, I'll just tell you right now, they were an honorable mention for this li- this week. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so, and it was the only thing was, is I'm like, I love this whole album. <laughs> How could I pick a song? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, uh, that, the thing I was, I was really fucking excited for, uh, that came out, I mean, not came out today, uh, but I discovered today that did come out this year was Atmosphere, at the very least, at the very least, Slug released God's Bathroom Floor as a single. Which, god damn it, like, you cannot find anything early from this guy b- before pre-Sunshine, uh, which is, uh, like, the Sad Clown, Bad Dub 9. And then pretty much you have, like, those 1 through 8s. And on one of them, uh, technically it's on Overcast on the EP, but you can also find it on the Sad Clown, Bad Dub 7 back in 20, 2003. And it's you can only, only if you ever pirate it. You can only have the song like on your iPod and shit around. But if you ever wanted to share it, like in a project like this, I could have never found found it. There's so many times I actually did want to add it on the last iteration, but literally ran into this problem every single time. So he finally, finally fucking releases. So if you get a chance, last recommendation from me at the very least at, from Atmosphere, God's Bathroom Floor. It's a really heavy song, but fuck, it just have such a cool, cool beat to it. You just want you're just gonna like. Be mesmerized the whole time. Just, just fall in love with it. Really, really good stuff. Nice. So now, we can actually move on to the jukebox. And this episode's page is adding B-sides. Most in particular, not necessarily like B-sides, like true B-sides. We will get to that like as a hard mode to do, like just come back and do another episode. But in this case, uh, we're going to do like album B-sides. Like we're just going to highlight songs that obviously weren't singles. And... I mean, hopefully I didn't ruin this for you guys. I'm not really setting up this new rule now, but hopefully now, like they were like music videos either. At the very least, like, they weren't charted, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, just this those unsung songs that are in albums that you're like, oh shit, nobody's ever heard of, of this of this song in particular. So yeah, man, and I fucking love that because I love exploring albums. So let's take it over to little D. Do you like exploring albums, like listening to albums as a whole? Do you like kind of have like your own little treasure of B sides that you like too? You know, I, I do try to like when I buy an album, obviously try to listen to all of it. But I think with me, I do like to kind of preview the the album before I actually commit to buying the whole thing, or maybe just mm-hmm. the ones that I like. So there are very few albums that I can just listen to like from beginning to end, um, and and I definitely, you know. Um, I definitely have some really, really good, like, favorite songs from albums that weren't necessarily, you know, they weren't B-sides, they weren't singles or anything, but I, I can listen to them all, you know, over and over again, because I, I, it's either the lyrics that I, that draw me to it, the, you know, the, the music, the beat, whatever it is, um, but, like, for example, and, and I, I guess I can go with my, my first song, right? Oh, no, uh, yeah, we're just going to do, like, the rounds. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, but yeah, no. So, I mean, that, that, that's kind of like my philosophy with, with albums, you know, like if I really do like, even if I don't like every single song, I will like buy it all just to give it a chance. And then eventually yeah. they do grow on me. Nice. I get you. I totally get you. Like when singles are coming out, especially from a band I haven't heard of in a while, I will get excited for like the first single, the second single. But if like that second single or third one doesn't really hit the way my little fangirl heart wants it to hit, I'll stop listening to I'll stop listening to anything coming out until the whole the whole project's out to just really like it's captured that way. I'm one of those where like I really have to like listen to like the first time the new album nobody disturbed me i got up into this as a whole if i pause it I'll, i won't come back in the same way and it's like and it always bugs me because it's just like my own little pet peeve um but yeah it's just but then sometimes i'll find like these little treasures like those we're about to share daniel yes you and i you had a really interesting tweet and i really considered like i really considered it i i had my own picks that were like in the same way but yeah share share, share, share to the to the class what you your little slump your little wall you had to hit yeah so basically um i'm a big gorillas fan um i really actually i did end up including them on this list but um back in i want to say 2012 2013 uh they released a compilation album and it was all their b-sides and i felt like picking from that certain specific album was gonna be cheating so this made it a lot harder and i had to do a little bit more homework that i wasn't expecting to do (laughs) I know, dude. Like, <laughs> I really consider it, but it's kind of like those little B sides or B sides and rarities. Like, I was telling you, like, Deftones had one. And then, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll mention at least my honorable mention right now. It's, uh, it was a Say Anything song by Tonight. It's literally my favorite Say, Say Anything song, but it's from the All My Friends Are Enemies early rarities. And I feel like those albums really did, like, that's what they're there for to highlight all these unsung songs. So, Maybe we can do another episode with B sides and rarities, and, and maybe include those to so just like bring it, bring it back again, and just I don't know, in, in easy mode after we do the hard <laughs> mode. Um. So, and Keith, how'd you deal with B sides? Um. So I tend towards liking B sides more than hits. Nice, uh, me too. Except, except for pop, uh, pop. You know, hits are built to be hits, so that's the songs you're gonna like. You know, that's usually how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially in classic rock, I find B-sides to be really interesting. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, especially if you go into the really, like, big archetypes of, of classic rock. Your, your Queen, your Led Zeppelin, your Beatles, your Rolling Stones, you know, things like that. You find these 
fascinating little b-sides that are you're like wow look at that that's really cool so um yeah it's just really interesting and then also um we're not really a singles like a single release culture anymore you know yeah, we are but it's, it, it's never like a, a five track single ep or anything it's always the track you know so it's hard nowadays to really find a b-side a real b-side mm-hmm. uh, but there are some out there and I'll probably talk about those uh, a little bit, at least one of those a little bit later. So, but yeah, I, I dig B sides. I think it's really cool. And I'm also obsessed with vinyl culture. So, yes, <laughs> like, um, so I have a bunch of vinyl, and it, you know, that's more of like, you know, that makes you feel like it's a true B side because you have to flip it, you know, <laughs> like so. Yeah. Ooh, how's that for a category? Like digging through our vinyls or like vinyl picks or some shit like oh, that. Oh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> dude, I would fucking love to, but okay. This, this not, is like with me, no, not with me, you know. <laughs> this, this is post-show to talk. But, oh, but like probably cool. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's add our picks. And yes, Keith, everything you said literally ditto, because you started with the with the band I'm literally adding, and yes, Queen, and all of their glory and all of their hits. God damn it, do they have amazing B-sides too? Yeah. And one of them, they got completely overshadowed by, sure, its own popularity. But, man, did it get overshadowed by Bohemian Rhapsody. No, you're not going to put that song on here. But in 1975, from Night at the Opera, there's this amazing fucking song that goes on forever. (laughs) And it's one of my favorite songs to just get completely blazed to. And that is The Prophet Song. Oh, thank God. Okay. The, I thought you were going to put I'm in love with my car on here because that was the actual B-side for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, no, like, no, That's no. the worst Queen song ever made. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Prophet song is just as weird, weird if not weirder than Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and of course, it, it just it never really got its light because Bohemian Rhapsody was already taking too much time for on the on the radio as long as it was. And they were going to put their second to longest song ever uh, on the radio as well from the same record, but holy shit! And it's, it's also like like the whole like story behind like uh, or in the lyrics like the, the story in the song. It's really kind of the same way from my other favorite song that I have shared on here before, El Bastón del Diablo from Tierra Santa. It is about like the warning of like the wicker man and just like, but it just makes for such an epic fucking ride because you have that Queen song and then the middle it just does these loops, these vocal loops of just like repeating and echoing itself. But just like, and then it's like with Freddie Mercury doing it, and it's a it's a Brian May song too. So it's like you you know you're gonna get some quality some quality shit of how it's gonna come back. Because after about like two minutes of just like these vocal loops, the way the song just comes in, the way May just comes back back in with the guitar to just like center yourself. I swear, one time on just on just weed, I was literally tripping balls to the song <laughs> in the bus going on my way to work. I swear to God, everybody in the bus was singing the song that loop song to me, and <laughs> it was just. Awesome! I, I encourage, I implore everybody to listen to the song. If you if you love Bohemian Rhapsody, and you've never heard the song from this from that same record, you're in for a ride. It's awesome. So, Little D, what is your first pick from uh, the B sides? Well, my first pick is an actual B side, but it's, I think it's my only oh. actual B side <laughs> from my list, it. and it is from uh, one of my favorite bands, Depeche Mode, and it's a song called Dangerous. Uh, which was a B-side to Personal Jesus from Violator. Uh, that one, is, you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, why Why wasn't this on the album itself? It was, you know, it's so good. It, it had the same, you know, musical uh, 
notes and stuff like that. And it's such a great song. I and mean, I, and I love the lyrics, you know, they, you know, it's to me, they, they talk about, you know, temptation. And I think at the time when I used to listen to this song, like way back in my teen years, uh, yeah, you know, temptation was definitely a thing. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I love this song. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's actually probably one of my just favorite Depeche Mode songs, uh, period. I Depeche Mode is a great fucking, fucking band. Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. Excellent. Now, Daniel. Yes. What did you go with? All right. I got to start, start off with the honorable mention. Um, I am okay. going to go with, uh, QWERTY. But the live version from Lincoln Park. Ooh, motherfucker, that's a great one. <laughs> that is, and the only reason why it's not on here is because you can't find that version anywhere. Obviously, it was a promo. So yeah. it's only on YouTube. I've tried searching far and wide for it. You can't find a studio quality of that live version unless you have that promo CD. So mm-hmm. it's on there um, as an honorable mention. Uh, but the song I did pick was Hit the Floor from uh, Meteora. And the only Ooh, reason nice. I, went, I went with that one is oh, just this is nice. before they started straying away from their heavy stuff, which was really hybrid theory. And then they went into the more, you know, poppy side. So it's really heavy. Love the lyrics. Love the guitar on this. Just love how everybody's banging it out. So I had, a, I had to put just it on my list. That's really good. I fucking love that song. <laughs> Dude, that's a good call. I fucking love me. I really love Meteor. So thank you for playing all my heartstrings. <laughs> uh, Keith, first B side. My first B side is one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and I'm just starting with this one because I already talked about this band, uh, Weezer. Um, <laughs> nice. From the Blue album. Uh, Ooh. My, my favorite song by Weezer, and again, one of my favorite songs ever, is. Surf Wax America. Surf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's coming. So everybody knows that I'm I'm way into surfer culture. I love surfing. And this song was one of the last songs I added to the old version of our playlist. Mm-hmm. And it did not have to wait as long this time. So <laughs> uh, nice. I just love it. I will say it was I was torn between this and in in my garage. Or in the garage, I should say. Oh, I love in my garage. Yeah. They're both great songs, but Surfax America holds a really important place in my heart. So, yeah. Definitely Surfax America. Fuck, yeah. All right. For my second B-side, ooh, I re- this is like the one I really had to like search down for, see if, because like, well, first and foremost, it's by, it's by Outcast, so it's going to be hard to see if this was at any point charted. Um, and then I was like, I was really scourging the internet to be like, this wasn't really anywhere. And it sucks because it's really my favorite one. And it's like one of the title tracks. And it's from 1998. Aquemini's Aquemini. Oh, man. This song is just awesome. I, I'm also going with really fucking long songs. This song being how long? <laughs> Five minutes and 20 seconds. That's the other one was eight minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, this song is, I mean, it's, this song really just encapsulates them both as they are in the zodiac signs being an Aquarius and a Gemini. So they named it Aquemini. And they do a really great, great job of like, doing a two-parter in that way in one song without really making it seem too long. But because so yeah, the first song is just like, it's just like really the longest part. It's just like two, this two thirds of the song. Um, and they, they kind of just like riffing back and forth. These have like their own part really, but it's really more mellow, but fucking a, the second, once you think the song fucking ends, they each come back with one verse each. And 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, Andre, Andre just like takes it on this one when he just comes in. My mind works in bands, starts to win, counts to ten. Like he just the way he just bops it, I just like spitting, like just like back, like really fast. It's like really fucking cool, and just has always been for my favorite song. And yeah, listen to Quite My Nine. It's really fucking cool. One, I actually really pride uh, prideful to actually have it on vinyl as well because it's, it's so long. Actually, it's one of the first ones that are kind of like went in the new printing, but it came as a as a three piece vinyl instead of like even like as a double one. It's just it's that long. But yeah, I just, that's one I just like fucking love going back and forth with. So yeah, Quite My Nine. Bye, Quamin. Bye, Outcast. And Lil D, second B side. All right. So, my second B side, I don't think it's actually a B side, but it is part of um, one of my favorite uh, rock and Espanol albums. Ooh, yes. Uh, I mean. And it's Clavame Mejor Los Dientes from El Equilibrio de los Jaguares. Oh, you know, shit. By the band Jaguares. Yeah. Uh, I, this song is just like one of those songs that. You know, when I was listening to the to the album itself, it you know it just I don't know to me it just came out of nowhere. I, I love the lyric, I love the way it, it, they sing it. Uh, but I think one of the things I also remember about this album is um, when this album came out, uh, it was actually I think my first concert that I ever went to uh, down in uh, Mexicali. Uh, and, people. Yeah, and it was at the uh, las fiestas. Uh, no, it wasn't at Las Fiestas. It was at the uh, the Bullring, I think it's called the... I forget what it's called. But it's, uh, it's the Bullring that they have down there. Okay. And uh, it was such an awesome concert. Um, you know, and, and I always remember um, after, you know, the concert, because I went with my brother and his, you know, girlfriend at the time, and I just did a friend. And when we crossed back, you know, from the concert, we actually ran into them, uh, gassing up in like a Sick. gas station right there, like right across the border. And I always remember my brother, he's like an even bigger Taifanist Hawaii fan than I am. But like he was just geeking out, you know, like seeing them right there. Like they were in a van. And he's Fuck like, yeah, you know, I would he, too. Yeah, Saul Hernandez was in the car. I didn't see him, but, but my, uh, <laughs> my brother was all up on there like, uh, like a preteen girl, like kind of trying to look in. It's like, Saul, Saul. Like, <laughs> I was like dripping out, but I, you know, there's so much joy in his, you know, in, in his face when you know he gets that opportunity to to see him and almost meet him, you know, in person. Oh, but, fuck uh, yeah! And it's like what yeah. is like era? You're just like you for, you forget about like Alejandro, but at that point you're just like I know Saul living on this. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But man, I mean, this song in particular, you know, it's, it's, I, I love, I love the way, you know, it kind of starts slow and then it speeds up and then it's just, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, I love, I love it. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome. Cause, uh, so my, my first concert was, uh, for Ch- Children of Bodom as like, for like my English side, but then coming back home in Yuma and then finally I see a concert tickets to Jaguares to El Bosque in San Luis, Mexico. Dude, that shit being like almost basically like my first concert from like, this side of of my side of like music history was just such a treat because then and then I saw him for the 20th anniversary and El Bosque and Las Fiestas nice. and when they started doing the reunion Ask I Finance I saw him again in Las Fiestas and then to where Sabo the bassist was blowing kisses at me as I was being taken away by the police it was just fucking incredible just not, <laughs> wow. not, the, whole, not the whole police thing but just him acknowledging <laughs> me instead of the whole fucking crowd the mess of a crowd that is Las Fiestas and just blowing yeah. back kisses at me and, and not playing the song just meant the world to me and then for my birthday uh, 2019, right, right before COVID, I got to see him back to back days up here in the uh, 
in the uh, in Portland and Seattle for my birthday as nice. as Kai Fan is. And dude, let me tell you the fucking song. Um, miércoles no son las cenizas. Like the way they they've just reworked that song now is just fucking awesome. Like it's just, like I, I went back like on the ride home. I was listening to that, that song. I said, fuck, I should have made that one that one for uh for a piece side. Not my <laughs> single, but anyway, I try to listen to that song now, and it's just not the fucking same. The way they just play it now, it's just incredible. So this is such a treat that a guest, anybody else, has finally played like a song like that's like would be part of in my library as well. So I really appreciate Lil Dean. Fuck it, you're Daniel. I'm not gonna call you Lil Dean. You're Daniel. You just have to figure it out who I'm talking to. You. <laughs> now, Daniel, what is your B side number two? My second B side is going to be "My Name Is Murder" by Brendan Small. So nice. This song is amazing and heavy. Um, I read an article earlier today, actually, uh, when I was picking this out. Uh, I guess uh, Adult Swim, and now uh, given the recent news that you know Metalocalypse is getting the sequel to the movie, movie. Um, Adult Swim owns the rights. So when he released the album, he couldn't use the name Death Clock because he would get sued by Adult Swim. So oh. he had to drop it under his personal name. Now, given if he would probably release it under Death Clock, this would have probably been a single. But yeah, he had to drop it under his uh, personal name. Uh, great album. It's uh, Galacticon 2 because he also has part one. Recommend that you listen to it. It is a Death Clock album, just under a different label. <laughs> okay, I for sure want to give that a try then. He's just he's just so awesome. I fucking love Brennan Small. He deserves to do more. <laughs> yeah, well, that he does. So, Keith? Beside number two. Uh, I'm going to change my order because I'm absolutely not having that transition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my next one is uh, off of one of my favorite albums of all time and an yes. underrated band. And one that was on the playlist at one point. I think only one or two songs, though. That band is Audio Slave. Ooh, yes. Um, fucking love Audio Slave. And R.I.P. Cornell. Tr- yeah, right. Yeah. The trick with Audio Slave, though, is half this album was released as a single. Like, <laughs> Pochise was released as a single. Show Me How to Live was released as a single. Like a Stone and I Am the Highway and I think Exploder, Exploder might even be released as a single. So it's difficult. But there's one very big, like, gaping hole in that that should have been released as a single. And that song is Set It Off by Audio Slave. I fucking love Set It Off. It makes me so fucking pumped. And I just, like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, he just makes me, Chris Cornell makes me feel things. Um, and not, I mean, his, his slow ballad stuff is excellent. Don't get me wrong. But stuff like um, when he's in Soundgarden, when he did Jesus Christ pose. Fuck, that song just gets me. So, but yeah, Set It Off by Audio Slave. It's just so much fun and so much energy. But also, and let me ask you guys this, because we're all from the desert southwest. Yes. Does Audio Slave feel very southwestern to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah. Uh, the video, Show cool. Me How to Live, like where right. they're in that car in the, in they're the literally desert. in the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the music, the sound itself, I'm like, this just sounds southwestern to me. So I've always really associated it with like the best times in Arizona I've had. So Right. But yeah. Yeah, but set it off by Audio Slave. I mean, it could just be like their personal inner culture as well. Like him being from like Seattle from the other band, but 
Rage being a, such a California band, especially Southern California Southern, band. Yeah. So, yeah, so probably just had like little that influence or just like that vibe that that chill desert vibe was definitely there. Yeah, there's well, and it's kind of kind of reminds me. Obviously, they don't sound anything alike. Yeah, but uh, like Queens of the Stone Age, like oh, yeah. they they sound definitively definitively southwestern to me. They're and also I think Southern it's the California. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what what, what I should take away from this is like. Southern Southern California, like you're, you're, you know, mm-hmm. east of San Diego, Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, talking, I'm talking to nonsense to, uh, to everybody who doesn't live where we're from. <laughs> so. That dreadful drive before the pretty, like before you can roll down the windows and be like, oh, this is nice. Like, oh, mountains. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, set it off audio slave is my number two pick. Awesome. Cool. Last round. Um, I already mentioned, did my honorable mention by tonight by say anything. It's really good. It's a really good acoustic jam. It's one I actually really learned. I was very proud. Uh, I was very prideful of myself when I learned the, the solo, solo to this one because it took me fucking years to figure it out. Uh, but the song I'm actually adding is by beloved Puerto Rican band Campo Formio. Really, really, uh, great shoe, shoegaze band. They'd be a shoegazy band. Uh, this is from their four, uh, 2004 2014 album here comes and the song is uh Pelagius Pelagius it's it makes for such a great chill jam like again in that shoegazy you're gonna get into like deep warping bass sounds with like some fast fucking like guitar strums strumming and the way I can actually say psychedelic drumming not even like on the guitar or on the bass, but you're going to get some great fast psychedelic drumming. It's just awesome. And it's on to like three minutes and 45 seconds into this six minute and 22 second song when the lyrics finally come in and you just finally just like, again, it's all about centering yourself when you're just like in a good toasty jam session. And when, once you get those, those sweet songs like this one, you get the singer just coming back and singing sweet nothings in your ear. But fuck, can they just play a great goddamn show when back when, it wasn't known and it was actually really cool punk venue the no here in portland they got to fucking come up here and tour it up in the pnw from uh uh puerto rico and gave us such a magical show like i've never had been as fast and as hard to keep up with diego the drummer as he did only to just get them stoned ourselves which is over cheap for ourselves much as it was for them uh for him to tell that he was basically eyeing me and trying to go to the tempo of trying to keep up with me as he was trying to play on the show for us. I.e. me. So that was just fucking awesome. That it was just like, there's like that there is like a sense of like crowd interaction from like, even from back with a drummer and just like keeping an eye on someone and fuck. It was just, it was just awesome. He was, he was like, yeah, for me, it was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the song is uh, Pelagius from the album. Here comes Campo Formio by Campo Formio. Really, really good stuff. So Daniel, what's your last B side? My last B-side is from another album that I probably just listened to beginning to end. And uh, it, this is this, this is kind of a band that has a tie to Depeche Mode in the sense where they actually toured with them. I, I think it was like back in 2006. Uh, but my third entry is What I Want from the This Is Forever album of She Wants Revenge. Uh, it's uh, I love that whole album, but, but this one in particular... Uh, I don't think it ever had any single or any video release or anything, but I love the lyrics. Um, it kind of reminds me of a 
time in my life, you know, no marriage is perfect. And you always have arguments about, you know, with your significant other or your wife about things. And I remember this always kind of takes me back to one of those arguments from, you know, early marriage <laughs> and, and, you know, just talking things out about, Hey, this is what I want. And, you know, I'm not getting what I, what, you know, my needs fulfilled or whatever, or you're not, you know, doing this for me, whatever. I'm not even talking about sex stuff. Cause I know it sounds like that. Communication. Yeah. We get you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and this is kind of like one of those songs that takes me back to those times, you know, where you're learning how to make a relationship work and things like that. And, uh, and, and, and it's just, you know, such a sick song. Anyways, I, I just, I could listen to it all day. I, I think I listened to it this week. Um, you know, trying to remember like, or more like going through, you know, like, what, what do I want to contribute to the playlist? Yes. And this one was definitely was like, oh yeah, I got to go with this one for sure. <laughs> I, I always love that. At least like closed off or at least like that. I'm going to keep this one because it's the one I want to add for sure. At least like from my taste, I need to add this into the playlist. So I fucking love those. So definitely going to get like, enjoy this one. Especially if she wants revenge. Nice. So, Daniel, what is your? So the last B-side? one uh, was released as a B-side, but then they re-released it um, as a single, but it didn't chart. Uh, didn't make the charts, but uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the Gorillas did make it to my my list. So this song is "Strobe Light" uh, by the Gorillas, and um, yeah, this song is uh, way different from a lot of the stuff that they do. So this is more like funk more like soul kind of stuff it's a uh, strobe light love this song um and yeah it's just uh great all around it is a banger the music video has a lot of music ca- uh cameos it has uh, vince staples it has uh de la soul Ooh. um and it has the voice actor who uh voices for murdoch um whenever they do their recordings or like their weird uh little intros and in videos mm. and it has a uh, co-creator jamie uh, hewlett who actually came up with design for the gorillas um and somehow damon albarm the lead singer and co-creator of the gorillas knew that uh the guy with the funny hair was gonna run a certain country so he wrote the song and the whole like let's throw one last big party before everything goes to shit so um other besides the backstory like it's a great song i love it um if i'm feeling down the song always brings me up because it's just so catchy so fun to hum to yeah you guys will love it did you say so much fun to hump to no hum <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to uh well fuck yeah thank you for bending the rules there on the single that, single that, that didn't make it hey they re- no. uh, hey, hey 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 they're making charts not not everybody's fault <laughs> Not really bending the rules. You're still trying to stick within the rules. I mean, for the penultimate pick, that's like bending the rules as it gets. Oh, so, Keith, my number I, third. I, I, I admire the effort. I admire <laughs> the effort too, Keith. What is your? How are you going to close off the page this I'm, episode? I'm absolutely glad I changed the order of my songs. Now. <laughs> this works so much better. I have two honorable mentions before I reveal my last one. Um, similar to Daniel's last pick, the Beatles. The Ooh. song Revolution was actually a B-side. Really? But it was yeah. released as a, a single later re-recorded. Wait, hold on. Are and we... it was close. Go ahead, finish. Sorry. I got I got questions. So it was close enough. It was the same <laughs> song, but it sounded a little different. They did they did three different versions of Revolution. Okay. Um but it um it was a B-side to Hey Jude, actually. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um 
But yeah, it was released later in a different version, but I was like, uh, I don't need to cheat. So I'm good. And, um, Daniel. I mean, the, the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles will be on here a hundred times later. Yeah, so. probably. <laughs> um, uh, what were you going to ask? By the way? I was going to ask you if it's the, uh, magical journey. I forget the name of that album or, uh, the white album. Cause it's on the white album as well. I can't remember. There's, like I said, there's three different versions of it, and they do sound very different. Okay. Uh, it's called, like, Revolution 1, Revolution 9, and something else. Oh, yeah, Revolution 9 is on the White Album, and then another Revolution is one on... Is the, one is the rock one. Okay. And then... Nine is the more, like, like mellow one, I think? Yeah. I can't remember. There's... One of them's really mellow, it's weird, yeah. so... And then and there's the anyways, other one, that's, a, that's a, Yeah, that's an honorable mention. Uh, the other one, I wanted to use but i i talked myself out of um i love the who Ooh, nice. and they released a song called the last time which is an okay song but the b-side for it is under my thumb which is a cover of the rolling stone song <laughs> and i really really wanted to do it but i kind of love the rolling stones version too much Ooh. Like, I can't hear it without hearing Mick Jagger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, I, I think it's, I think it's Scott Pilgrim is what did it, obviously. <laughs> um, but, so those are my two honorable mentions, along with basically everything Postal Service put out that wasn't, you know, released as a single song. <laughs> um, my last song is a song that came out last year. I don't do this very often. And I was so happy earlier when, uh, Little D, Mentioned this artist because I was gonna, I was really worried I'd be going into enemy territory with this. <laughs> uh, my last pick is Dua Lipa, and <sighs> the song is Pretty Please. I love this song; it's so good. Um, the whole album is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, I, and I nominated for Album of the Year last year, but uh, Taylor Swift won, which was my other nominee for the record. Uh, but so. Um, I just love Pretty Please. It's got like a really nice, like nice mellow, mellowness to it that some rest, some of the rest of the album doesn't have. A lot of it's really upbeat. Mm-hmm. And this has a little more like, I don't know, it's still like happy and cheerful, but it is more downbeat, which I really enjoy. So, And I definitely think that plays off of Gorillaz way better than My Name is Murder would have. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go like, <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But yeah, so do a leap of Pretty Please. Awesome. Actually, a really great way to close off the, the page for, for this category. Love it. So, moving on. We actually did make it to 9 o'clock. We, actually, we can actually look into and see what new releases are we going to talk about two weeks from now. And then I'll talk about the ones that came out in between the weeks. But, <laughs> Keith, what do you see that coming out for today? This week? Um, oh, nice. I got a St. Vincent album. Yeah. That's definitely going to be listened to. J. Cole has a new album. Is that Nicki Minaj? Ooh, I'm looking at some. Oh stuff. my oh, gosh, it's Beam Me Up Scotty. The mixtape she did? Okay, nice. Uh, but it's got it's got extra songs. Oh my god. I might have to listen to that. Uh Twenty One Savage. Yes, the EP. You gotta call it out. It's a whole EP to the spiral movie. The soundtrack. Uh, we got we got another song from the Black Keys album that's coming up, which I'm so excited about. Wait, I see the actual album out. I don't have them all unlocked, I only have three songs. Okay, no, uh, Delta Cream, I see it all out. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's just not uploaded on my end. Um, <sighs> God, there's so much, I'm going to talk about so much in the next episode. I'm so sorry to the listeners. Or you're welcome. 
if you listen <laughs> to it with it? me. What is it? Go ahead. Um, I see the Rodrigo and Gabriela, the jazz EP is actually out. Uh, which are still three songs, but holy shit, I did not know this. At Tercio Pelados, uh, Tropilopop? Tropiplop? <laughs> Whatever. At Tercio Pelados, the singer that, that came on with, uh, with Gustavo Cerati for my favorite song, uh, for Soa Stereo in La Ciudad de la Furia for the TV Unplugged, but a whole album by mm-hmm. Atercia Pelados, and I fucking love this. Also, an Amine EP, My Baby, and an actually six-song EP, which is nice. Oh, my God. And a Kuko single. Okay, what else do you see? I was just really excited. Um, the, uh, the artist Paris, Texas has a new album out, looks mm-hmm. like, uh, which is cool. I'm looking through the actual, like, billboard rating, rankings right now to see if there's anything else. Um, nothing else that really jumps out at me, unless you're a big Alan Jackson fan. <laughs> um, um, I see, see, I don't know when, when this came out, cause the artwork is to DC's death metal, but it's a Mastodon single, Forged by Neuron, um, song is out, cause yeah, the artwork again is to the comic, but the comic's been out for like a while. Yeah. Um, no, that's all, that's all I see. Yeah, no, this is a bunch of good shit that came out today. Oh my god, I'm so fucking excited for this weekend. Man, lots of good shit to talk about. So, next up, we would head a roulette, but we do have some exciting stuff to get to meet the gang that is going, that is Geek Elite. So next week, Keith, what do we have lined up for next week? Next week, we have the category of superior covers. Oh, songs, cover yes. versions that are better than the original version. Lots and, of opinions here. And we are going to be joined by another guest. And that is going to be another Geek Elite person, which is Chris Franey. Nice. Excellent. Yep. Love to get to know the, the Geek Elite members. Daniel, not you, Daniel. Such a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Sucks that you got that you lost and you have to go by Lil D. You do not deserve well, that. He gives a great pick. There's always, there's always next season, so maybe next season I uh, Redeem yourself? will get my name back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll swap. Redeem it, please. We'll swap. <laughs> I fucking love this. Uh, lots of good things coming. Love it, love it, love it. So, um, yeah. This concludes this episode of Jukebox Vertigo. Thank you to the co-host, as I just did, for your great picks. Uh, doing round of plugins. Daniel, would you like to do all your plugins and where else, and where can we find you? Well, you can find me mostly on Twitter at dquadis 3 uh, I try to tweet there or at least react to most of the Geekly posts. Uh, they always have some good stuff, some, some great memes. Uh, and I know uh, Big D is responsible for a lot of those so keep up the good work Daniel. thank you <laughs> and daniel your plugs yeah uh you can find me on twitter at super commie daniel uh uh i'm not communist party like keith mentioned last time so uh commie with a K. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh instagram is danny the destroyer and um i am doing shows with mitch um so you can also listen to televised heroics thank you nice <laughs> and Keith you can find me at WHI Podcast Keith uh, representing our other show which is called We Have Issues where we review comics uh, which you can find at WHI Podcast also on Geek Elite Media and anywhere you can listen to those you can also find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz she will be participating soon again. She's done with school. So she Yay. can actually help me in this way and I don't have to edit everything now <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm very excited to have her back and we might have a really cool announcement about her actually being on air with us at some point. So. Yes. So, um, so yeah, myself, WHI Podcast Keith, Liz at WHI Podcast Liz, and the show at WHI Podcast. And I'll kick it over to Host Way to wrap it up. 
Nice. And I'm over, I'm over on Twitter at Josue Reads Josue. So yes, and thank you to the listeners for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. And also, last plugins, follow us on at Geek Elite Media for all geek shows adjacent and at Jukebox, at Jukebox Vertigo, where a public playlist will be added and shared weekly, as well as a short playlist to go with every new episode with our picks. Now let loose with your jams and geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.